forever. Dog. Warning. You're about to embark on a grand circle tour of the podcast kingdom. You may encounter panoramic views of Tron characters no one can name, mice screeching like beasts from hell, and a company founder plotting to kill God. Breeze into 2023 with the People Mover on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks that some might find slow moving or long or <laughs> meandering, but real fans know that's kind of the appeal. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson. What a good reset for the new year. <laughs> what a good mission statement for the podcast. Is this a something qualifier? A good qualifier. Is this something we replace? Because uh, uh, if, if, in case everybody doesn't know, we used to be a podcast that was uh, hosted by three child men in their 30s about mm-hmm. theme park not the case anymore obviously two of us have children mm-hmm. so maybe what you've uh, stumbled upon here is sort of the new tagline i'm gonna do that one every time it was kind of a reference to today's topic but if you think it generally i think it does enough. is what i'm saying i mean yeah. i'm being f- funny but also now that i, I kind of think it's the actually about the show is the, the big the true fans might have teared up when i said yeah that's right that, that is how i feel jason saluted. sheridan what do you think saluted their podcatcher <laughs> right that's right he said it the mission, I'm getting that tattoo. That's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's a good, that is a good sign if that's the. I think I, so. And in that case, we're talking about the perfect mm-hmm. thing here today: the people mover. It's our first main feed topic of 2023 that I guess shares a lot in common. Right. With this. I mean, it is a it's a great thing, and I, I'm excited to be talking about it at the at the top of the year here because it is like it is at the same time nothing and everything you know what i mean yes it's like you know we love our rides with our robots and scenes and stuff happening and we're going to talk about a ride here that has none of that but we love it i assume i don't think there's a i don't think there's a people mover hater laying in wake here well, it depends on how you describe like tiny baby show scenes and later versions. That's true. There know? are little things. There yeah, are yeah. Little no, I don't things. mean to say that there's nothing. I hope that no. what I said doesn't sound like a a slam. I'm just saying like it is a like comparatively to a lot of other things, it is it is gentle. It is low stakes. Oh, it is yeah. low thrills. But what a wonderful attraction it is and i'm yeah. excited to talk about it for uh, a little a while a sheridan family favorite mm-hmm. like especially well a carlson family favorite Carl too as well, everyone, you see. <laughs> I, but my brother especially because he didn't like roller coasters when he was younger yeah. so my dad and i would ride space mountain and my mom and brother would just and later when it was older just my brother like would ride the people mover over and over again yeah yeah and if you hit it at the right time when it used to be a walk-on you could just flag the per the cast member like, "Hey, can I stay? Can I?" And One more round. which worked in 2019 too. Oh. It was empty when I wrote it in 2019, and I did the. Can I? 
can I stay? And they're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do one of those? And they go, they like, no, they give you like the cutoff sig- they, signal. They do like, oh, my manager's here. Or like, oh, we're, we're getting a little busy. <laughs> my <or> manager's <laughs> here. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mr. Stevens is here. Mr. Stevens is just behind me. He's going to be I've mad at me. Response. I've got like, uh, not, not right now. Sorry. Or like, right. yeah, no, please stay on. But you did know. you get to see the manager? Did the manager yeah. look imposing? Did he look like somebody who would like lay the smack Was down? It like I, the, I've seen some imposing looking people in ridiculous. Cast was memory, it like the boss know? on Deal or No Deal, and the like? There's just a window with like darkness. It, it's like, um, uh, who was the Bond? Was Odd Job the hat or the big guy? Hat Jaws is the big Jaws, guy. Yeah, yeah. Jaws. Yeah. It oh, like it was Jaws. Jaws. It was, okay. It was like it was a, not like oh, Deal or No Deal. Monster imposing. Like, wow, it's some six five, six six manager of the People yeah, Mover. Boy, if that boy, if that guy's still there, if there's a listener who works the People Mover, he just grabbed possible. Jason by the shirt collar and picked him up off of the ride and then threw him away him off right. the, ranked him off a, threw him off rocket tower plaza no. <laughs> when he goes up to the loading it's less of a speed ramp and more slow ramp yeah you know? <laughs> uh I, I look i've done the turner i've done it twice i've been yeah. to florida of course i'd never mm-hmm. done the disneyland version because it was not there the first time i went yeah uh and yeah we we would ride it uh it's especially at night because obviously everything's better at night when you're talking rides especially outdoor rides uh, we would ride. I feel like maybe we did it three times once, which felt like, oh sure. my God, what a treat we're getting here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a more than once in a day. Maybe mm-hmm. recently I have, I don't, I don't recall, but for sure in the family trip where you're planted there for a while. Yes. What a great thing to, and you, something, you know, like you can jump on while other people are doing something or, uh, uh, and you know, everybody in the family can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I don't know. It's a unifier. <laughs> It's a, it's a, delight. it brings people together. Yeah. 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 Oh, best. And one of the best, like you can still do this even with the weight. Now, uh, you might have to factor in the longer weight that happens a lot, but get on right before the fireworks, catching the fireworks mm. from the people mover. Oh, can boy. we all do the chef? Like that thing? Yeah. Like it once. Mean, what a wonderful. Uh, yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's great. I did that last time I was there. I believe sure. I rode alone. Mm. And I was happy. I didn't want anyone with me. I wanted to be alone and watch the fireworks from the people mover alone. I know I've been on there. I know like when I was like 14 or so, I went on it alone. I, it is a great, it's a ride where you can get some, some solitude. Yeah. Some, get some work done. <laughs> so yeah, some work done. Yeah. You can bring a laptop on there. Nobody sure. you, I don't think. Sure. Uh, uh, well, we're done with the episode. We like it and we're good. <laughs> we like it so much. Can I, you know what? All right. I was, we're kind of right into the people mover, but I did look, we're at the top of the year here too. Yeah, and the first topic of the year is a big thing, but I think equally important is the first non-topic tangent of the year. Oh, okay. I'm going to slide something in real quick Please. at the top here. It's not a Frank Marshall. It's not going to take up the whole thing. Okay, I don't no. think. I think only Frank Marshall uh, raises all of uh-huh. our agitation that much. Operationally, this is perfect because the Florida one nowadays, uh, from what I've read. Uh, I haven't experienced it myself, maybe once or twice. Breaks down a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. A lot of pauses. Yeah, seemingly. Last time I went on it, yeah, we had a mm. long pause in a, in a hallway where there was nothing to do. I was really hoping there'd be a walk-off, but I didn't realize how commonly it just stops for, for a little while. So what's the, we're, but we're just gonna, it's going to be a short delay. It's That's not, we're fine. Gonna, it's, this will not be a walk-off. But I've, this, something's been sitting with me for, for a little bit, and I, this is how I want to kick the year off, mm. is with a question that is a Disney-related question question i think yep. it's a pretty simple question it's a simple it's a question for you too um do you know mickey mouse's first words 
not trivia. not quickly. Not I'm trying to think of this sounds. This does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey Mouse's first words. Now, when you say first words, do you mean the first words spoken? In an animated short, or yeah, yeah, I that's what it would have to be, yeah, in terms of, of chronological Mickey Mouse material released into the world. Do you know the first? And look, he and I don't mean sounds, he made sound right because when you think that, you think, oh, yeah, Steamboat Willie. No, 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 he didn't talk in it, he whistles, we know right. that, but it's one of those things you think you know. But you, but we, then you, you no think idea. about it and you don't know, Jason. Any, any thoughts? I, I knew there would be like some fine print on is it like in plain crazy is it like in another i mean it's it's not one? in steamboat and right. it's, not, it's not in one of the it's not in one of the primaries i don't think it's not one that i knew okay. offhand um it's why i thought it'd be interesting to bring it up because we've we found a lot of great mickey mouse quotes over mm-hmm. the years from i use the den to you asked for it to, to go soak your head guards, fresh boy to soak your head fresh i think we if i i think it's been a good little mission of the podcast yeah. to uh, uh find mickey's most notable quotes and what could be more notable than the the first one this is something i found over the break and i'll tell you how i found it and i'll present it in context um so uh uh by the way this this year 2023 is i think mickey's uh 95th mm. birthday so we're at it. We're at an anniversary year. He's, um, he's as old as George Burns was when he died, I think. <laughs> the we're around about, there. Are we talking about Ronnie Burns? Was that <laughs> the second game? I think so. I, I think, think the Ronnie Burns episode is... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yeah, a yeah. episode about George Burns' son. We just talked no, about no. Ronnie Burns. More George Burns in 2023, though, for sure, <laughs> coming up. This is our vow. As much, um, <laughs> not enough Burns content the first five years of the show. <laughs> Very little. As long as we get to Sergeant Pepper's Only Arts Club band oh, the movie, yeah. uh, then I won't complain. Um, no, but so, you know, we'll see what Disney does for the 95th birthday of Mickey. But back in 1988... Um, they celebrated Mickey's 60th birthday, and they did this with a very odd special. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this particular special, but there's a live TV broadcast that goes awry, and director Carl Reiner is furious. <laughs> like, I, nothing's on camera, too! Uh, uh, everything goes haywire, and then Mickey Mouse gets lost, and then it becomes about America's search for Mickey Mouse. It's no, really I have not seen special. this. Uh, I highly recommend it. We should talk about it more. Then you, then you like traverse all these different shows, uh, all the cast members of NBC shows try to find oh, Mickey wow. because they didn't have the ABC deal yet. So it's the Cheers gang and uh, really? family ties with some cousin Oliver type character I've never seen before. The oh, latter day wow. cast member. Um, it's really odd. But uh, uh, the main wraparounds of it are from uh, uh, John Ritter, who's a, a news anchor in it. And he gives you a little Mickey Mouse refresher. And of course you get the, you know, here's his history and here's Steamboat Willie. You get the clip that you know. But then you get this. And I'm going to, so you're going to hear John Ritter and then you're going to hear Mickey Mouse's first words. Then came the talkies. Millions waited breathlessly for Mickey's first immortal words on celluloid. <laughs> <laughs> is he saying hot dogs yes he's saying hot dogs wow mickey mouse's first words were hot dogs how they did we sung. not know this i don't know it's crazy sung i did not know that screeched in fact i here's what i think though i've seen that clip uh-huh but uh, now I understand why I may not have retained what he was saying. Because if it's not, if you don't know that 
it's this his is, first words. Right. Who cares? Right. But now, by this point, this and the full context here, this is the short, uh, The Carnival Kid, spelled with K's, mm-hmm. from 1929. It is the ninth Mickey Mouse short. Um, so, you know, we're making a ton of these now. America's falling in love with this lovable mouse. <laughs> when he finally gets to speak, what is he going to say? Uh-huh. And he says, Ah, just, ah, just. <laughs> A primal scream from a dirty carny. (laughs) 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 He was a carny, yes. This is Walt maybe illustrating... This is an early iteration of him saying, "This is the kind, this is the filth that ruins America." And if I have my say, I will wipe this from the this face is, of the earth. Yeah, how early did Walt's contempt for carnival people begin? Like, <laughs> this is but this is also what we've discussed. We talked about it, I think, on the Red uh, Red Robin episode of on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Is that Red Robin is now sort of a generic type mascot? Whatever you don't think much about Red Robin, but in the old days. He was kind of like a stonery weirdo guy. Yeah, if you haven't heard this episode, we found the first picture of Red Robin, and his eyes are beat red. Right, he's like high. Rainy. Yeah, he's, and he looks like out of it. His pupils are huge. Like, yeah. That's why he was red, is that his eyes were red because he was stoned. That's right. So I feel like, again, the history, this again, the history of uh, a lot of mascot characters is they start out as like... Uh, uh, weasels. Uh, weasels. Not shady. Shady weasels. Trustworthy. Roustabouts. Yeah. I mean, in a, you know, he's also just doing his job here in a way. But sure. It's also, the entire moment, and for the listeners, he's those little sounds you heard in between. I, here, I'll play it one more time. I got to. <laughs> the. The, the barks that you hear, he's stabbing a bunch of wieners on a grill, and when he stabs them, they all form a mouth that barks a note. <laughs> The Franks are also screaming, is what you're saying. Yes, they're barking. There's, they're there's barking. Mickey's main hellish screams, and then yeah. he provokes five more screams through stabbing. The hot dogs are alive. Yes, yeah. So They are living hot dogs, <laughs> which makes it strange when then he goes to see his, uh, you know, if not his lover yet, then his dream lover, yeah. Minnie Mouse, who's presented in this as Minnie the Shimmy Dancer. <laughs> She is a carnival dancer, uh-huh. and he offers her a hot dog, and the process of doing this is that he has to coax a hot dog over and get it to be in a bun oh. like a blanket. And then, have we? Yes, go ahead. Have we checked in uh, the year this came out? Was that not standard practice for hot dogs? Were they? Is that just something maybe we don't know about eighty years ago or ninety-five years ago? Excuse me. The standards have shifted. Yeah, it's possible that it was like uh, a lobster dogs like lobster. Yeah, they were alive, and, and you would have to coax. You would get to go into a restaurant and choose your hot dog. It was alive, and then they take it in the back and cook it. Mm-hmm. Line them up, stab them, and make them sing. Whichever one hits the loudest note. Yeah, this, this is the one for me. All pre-Geneva conventions, so like a lot of this would be considered war crimes nowadays you know <laughs> against the biting uh, into an animal and just ripping its mouth off yeah yeah, yeah wouldn't yeah. maybe wouldn't fly as much well speaking of that jace if you think this is violating uh, certain protocols then what happens is the hot dog wriggles away when minnie tries to take a bite of it and then mickey has to chase the hot dog down and it's not just a matter of a tisk tisk he punishes this hot dog and he does it by pulling the hot dog's casing down like its pants revealing <laughs> a little butt 
The hot dog has a little. Well, now I have not seen this. And Mickey spanks the hot dog's bare butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jason and I are speechless. I'm showing you a frame of this. You can see why I've, we had our little break. I've been waiting. I need to get this out. This has been b- burned into my head. I have to like uh, infect wow. other people with this image. So now let me ask. You came across this because you were watching this old 60th special. Yeah, I was. Watch- I was trying to watch an 80s special with uh, yeah. you know nothing but nice graphics and pleasantry, and then I find this 1920s horror show. <laughs> Mickey has pulled the hot dog's little pants down (laughs) and is spanking its little hot dog butt. His pants, which are his body. Right. And and just before that, there's a reveal. Minnie goes to get change to pay for the hot dog, and she pulls her leg down. Like, her black leg is revealed to be stockings. Oh, I've seen, yeah, yeah. you see the top of her leg, and it has big old hairs sticking out of it. Okay. So so Minnie's legs are hosiery, and the hot dog casing is, is pants. And it has a, an underbutt. That is, I'm looking at photos of this, <laughs> and it's really disturbing. And Mickey's and, so angry. Also, he yeah, yeah, he's screaming at do this. Do not fuck sure. with this guy. He's screaming at them. These things look like really tiny little sandworms. Like, and this is look. Yes. This is the main feed, and I don't want to also get disgusting. They look like uncircumcised penises as well. <laughs> These things are. Horrifying. I'm not well, saying uncircumcised penises are. Penises. I'm not saying those are horrifying. I'm just saying, like in a car- context of a cartoon, is something you're eating. You don't expect to go to a carnival and see four uncircumcised penises lined up, right? And they're all like standing at attention, getting screamed at by a mouse who can. Oh, here you can barely you understand why he comes up to Minnie. Oh, first of all, he walks up to Minnie and then takes off the top of his skull like a hat <laughs> and like tips his hat. Well, that's to her. I like that. Yeah, no. Aaron yeah, was like, make sure you say that's good. That. Oh, she did. Okay, good. Yeah, because um, we're on the then, same page. So he's friendly. Lay, look, Minnie, the shimmy dancer. I'm a nice guy. And then immediately pivots to screaming at the hot dogs. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. It's not even Mickey. Sit down. Yeah. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Charlie Chaplin. It sounds like what's the, uh, what's the Charlie Chaplin movie I'm thinking of? Uh, Gold Rush. Oh. There's a scene, there's a dubbed version of Gold Rush, I'm sure I've said this before, where the, he's he did the voiceover later because it was initially just a silent movie. Mm. Uh, and then he's doing it like, get out, get out, get out, <laughs> get out, said Black Lawson, which was like the bad guy. So it sounds very old timey oh, sort wow. of movie or whatever. Narration. You know what else is weird about this? The voice is not Walt Disney. He is not doing uh, Mickey's first words were not done by original voice Walt Disney. He is voiced in this by Carl Stalling, the the mm. music man who the composer who the year after this defected to Warner Brothers oh, wow. and created the Warner Brothers signature sound and their music vocabulary. That's such a huge part of Warner Brothers. So Mickey's first words were hot dog screeched by a man who Walt lost the talents of presumably, but at the same time he lost Ub Iwerks. So right, right. Letting talent fly out the door. Mm-hmm. I sleeping two hours a night, like amphetamined out the eyeballs. Well, everyone's just like, we need someone to scream. We we need the track. We need the voiceover track. Okay, someone do it. Uh, Music man, you do it. Okay. He went and stabbed him like one of those hot dogs. Yeah. Do the voice. Stand up. <laughs> ah, yes! It's just. It, I just come back to with all of these things. How like he's America's favorite man, the most <laughs> famous. Well, you can go to the the you know the like the the deepest cave in the world, and people still know who Mickey Mouse is. Everybody loves. And here's a clip. Ah, 
<laughs> One of their first interactions with him was that. Yeah, this is yeah. this is the juncture where America people were like, love. "This guy's great. <laughs> this guy, this this guy who screams hot dogs like a hound from hell, <laughs> and then tortures a hot, spanks a hot dog like an unruly child." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get more of this. One hundred more years of this character, please. That's so much weirder and more interesting than most cartoons in, in the last thirty years. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So things for children. There is yeah. plenty of nice stuff my kid watches, sure. but none of it's none of it's gonna have anything as inventive as pulling your hat right. off of your the, the just yeah. It's it's body horror. It is body <laughs> horror. No body horror for children these days. I, I saw. Yeah. Um, there's this uh, accounts across a bunch of social media. There uh, is a, a group or a person who's restoring a lot of the Fleischer cartoons, oh. a lot of the Popeye and Betty Boop cartoons. And I, I watched a clip of one that they were live streaming, and it is so weird. Like, she's in hell. People are making her sing. Everything on screen is bouncing. Like, the Fleischer cartoons, oh, yeah, everything yeah. was always bouncing. All those, like, wobbly we're, knees yeah. swaying back and forth. And, and it, yeah. it's so far removed from the Betty Boop on tin signs that, like, the, the souvenir <laughs> shop in like the kind of mall that used to be an old mill at the tourism stop the antique mall the betty boop's the queen of the antique yeah. mall we're, uh, we're doing boop this year on on our second case. Uh, this is great like keep making these yeah. i haven't disagreed with one yet i'm sure boop is, com- boop is coming go. i got one that might drive everyone insane okay speed ramp speed you mean speed ramp uh, speed the, round? No, speed ramp. Speed ramp. Because it became a marketing thing for Disney at some point. Take the speed ramp to Space Mountain. Okay. And it's just the, it, you use it for the people mover in Florida, too. It's the it's the ramp escalator. That, that got you up to Space Mountain originally. things. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I really can't think of these existing in places outside of the Disney parks. And I'm like, there must be... Is it a thing where I don't know, but I f- it feels like there's an inkling. My spider sense is tingling. And that speed ramp. Be more here. Speed ramp. Okay. So singular. Speed ramp. Yeah. Speed. Speed yeah. ramp. Speed ramp. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is the thing that I've been hiding from myself. Not hiding, but oh I've been my like God. restraining from myself <laughs> from like watching dark, you. your dark, <laughs> some dark thoughts in this. I, I and I found it. Well, it, which is the Ford Magic Skyway. I've never watched the full ride through, but there is oh. an industrial video I think from Ford that. That captured the entire, the whole thing. One of the original, one of the world's fair attractions where you sat in a car that overlaps with this. And we'll get to this. We'll, we'll, here, we'll come around to the people over now, but. I'll I'll real quick declare, this is the year that we do in that singing career. Sorry. Silence. Is there time, Michael? <laughs> in the year 2023, I think we're getting to an, a net. Look, we just made a long list. Annette Funicello's singing career. This is a thing that is coming. Loved, that you've like you keep bringing it up. You've even you even used the phrase "I'm calling my shot." Annette's singing career. You dressed it up with this kind of like sports mm-hmm. terminology. Well, I'm a, yeah, sports and guy. We, and we've and we've had all of these things where like now the audience can suggest topics. We do it on Club Three. There's there's never been there's a swell. little there's been a little swell for Annette. I have seen Annette little popped up swell a little it has been swell a little swell. But that's because people don't know what's coming. Okay. That's what. Yes, I think I'm not against doing it. I just think 
like sure doing it would be great but then we it, we end mike's plight you're kevin mccarthy-esque plight. well that's true you need to do fit 15 references of annette's singing career and then we'll do it that's true well we could you know we can go album by album <laughs> episode for for album so wait we're we're now booking how many how many are we talking uh, she got a go good amount by. i mean like there was a hawaiianette which is a Hawaiian album. You've listed Italian these Italian Go yeah. ahead. List them again. Uh, then there was the ones from the movies specifically. So also Annette in Disney context, I'm sure we can find a ton of interesting sure. stuff too. Yeah. So. And you want to cover all the UNICEF things. <laughs> yeah. I think she was UNICEF. Or that might have been Shirley Temple Black. But I'm sure they've both <laughs> I think did. that is correct. Well, yeah. Jason's calling a shot now. Shirley Temple Shirley Black, Temple Uni- Black. UNICEF Not Shirley episode. Temple. Shirley Temple Black era right, when she was married. Post-marriage. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, we'll keep calling shots. Mm-hmm. As we right. go on this episode, we'll call more. Great, great. All right, yeah. We'll, let's call them out when you can. Uh, anyway. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, uh, starting the starting the year with hot dogs, and but now to move to officially to the people mover, aka the Goodyear people mover, aka the Wedway people <laughs> yes. mover, aka people mover through the world of Tron, <laughs> aka people, aka Tomorrowland Transit Authority, aka Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover, and that is I don't even know if that's I still might be missing one. There have been a lot of odd officials, but also unofficial names of this attraction. But you only call it one thing, really. Right. I think. Um, yeah, I well, my family occasionally, uh, uh, early on, I think we would occasionally call it the Wedway People Mover. You would say you would the do full the full phrase? really the way I, we got to do the Wedway People Mover. I, yeah, because my parents went a number of times before we were born. My brother and I were born, and that's how it was always called back then. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then eventually. Uh, I wrote it before the redo, the 94 redo, a couple times, I would think. Um, but yeah, every now and then we'd call it the Wedway People Mover. Hmm. That's some kicks. That's nerd shit. I, I would. Wow. Now that's a shot called. Mike, never, call, Mike calling the nerd shot? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's that's some nerd cred. Well, that's game, a nerd parents, game too. Game recognized game. <laughs> that's this, right. All this said, I've, I know canon wise. If for, it is called the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. I've never in my life out loud called it to a person. Let's go ride the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. You want to hit the Tomorrowland Transit Authority? Yeah. Yeah. No, in Transit Canada, Authority. TTA? The that. TTA? Yeah, the TTA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I've never called it that. Yeah, we've only said people mover. My mom was obsessed with the people mover, so she always, like, early on, it was like, we got to do the people mover. But Mine I had never... Too. So this is a big... Because it does go back just to... And we'll, we'll go through history, but uh, 75 in Disney World, 67 in, in Disneyland, and has not been there for a long time. But, you know, over on the West Coast, my mom loved it. So, like, an early one, like, we're going to yeah. Disneyland, yo, you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably part of my first visit. I'm sure yours, too. This is, like, this was the original Soren. I think, was yeah. who, did Matt Apodaca call Soren the Josh Groban of rides? <laughs> am I, or am I attributing <laughs> that, that to somebody yeah, else? Yeah. But it's a good quote, because it is true. Everyone's mom, I know, loves Soren, and it seems like it might be similar for the people mover. 
think as so. well. Yeah. Well, not. I think you know it's a ride that that anybody can still do. It's very much an all ages ride. But then also they probably got to do it. Uh, when there was less in the park. Yeah. Like, not to say, it's, like, still one of, like, I must do this. I can't be in one of those parks and not do it. But they're in 67 and 75. This was, like, major attraction. And it must, one of the primary attractions. It must have felt like a self-driving car. It must have truly felt very, because you were in Tomorrowland also. So, at the time, when you went on it, it probably did feel like the future. It did feel like, well, I'm in this, like, tiny little square that's moving and there's no one driving it. I've never been in something like this before. Like it must have yeah. felt really cool yeah, at the time. I think so for sure, especially with the rise of like science fiction uh as a popular, you know, uh book genre and movie and TV genre and stuff and then you see this futuristic looking thing um even though as it went on it progressively became more cage-like sure uh, yes breezy <laughs> uh futuristic outing scott i yeah i guess i i was wondering what was it like growing up riding the disney land one until 1995 where it was a stake was put through its heart you know <laughs> it was jason it was wonderful what can i say it was great it was one of my favorite things to do yeah um yeah. One thing I don't really remember is if it ever... Oh, no, it did get a paint job. So I don't remember... I don't know if I ever did it with... Because it had initially the Disney primary colors, like the Mm -hmm. Autopia, like the Skyway. It was another one of those attractions where it's bright red and bright yellow and bright blue. Um, And then I I like the, you know, the unified future vibe of it, too. But they're just... They're delightful vehicles to sit in it's that great disney rounded plastic it was a ride i could do the first time i went when i was three or so and that i mm-hmm. do every time and a long ride yeah the the thing like and we'll talk about the things that you can see on the people mover but the what one leg up i think the disneyland one has had oh god longer mm. and 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 some of that longer being that you actually go out into the autopia slash submarine right. area and you're whizzing in and out of skyway cars and the monorail um it just made that whole you know that upper right corner that we've complained about a number of times that feels a little inessential these days it didn't used to be there were four really pleasant rides going yeah at all tire five did i count submarines i i, I guess if you in that oh in the motorboats there was oh yeah. it was such an active zone i just i uh i loved it i, I love the people the there. kinetic energy of like all these modes of transit running at once and you can see them all at once yeah is wild to watch in the old videos on youtube yeah, and we've talked about it before, like the train going through Splash Mountain or something. Go, rides going through rides is the greatest, and we've tried to break down why, and I don't know if we've ever completely solidified it, but it just, there's something about it that makes you feel like, I don't know, like you're flying through, you're like, it's like a dream. I don't know. This well, is it's, less of a good investigative uh, thinking about it. You probably have a better, like, emotional argument to it. I feel like maybe I admire it from, like, a, a planning perspective, you know? It like, sure. makes it feel like, um, you know, you want to feel like Disneyland and any theme park is 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 one coherent vision. Well, that's, in, yes. Instead that's, of, yes, like, yes. well, then this thing broke, so we put something there, and yeah. uh, we, we needed to do a movie tie-in, so we put something there. It, you know, it's by nature little more haphazard and places we live cities are haphazard but the people move yeah. like this through line it, which is what it was supposed to be in the world if it was a real public transit system mm-hmm. it just felt smart like well
well, we have this store and this ride, but also we have the space for this uh, this little train thing to go through. And uh, we built a new roller coaster, but we made sure to also leave space for the little ride to go through. Yes. Yeah. The emo- I'm trying to think, like, I guess, like with the railroad, even, it does feel like that specifically. And I guess maybe with the subs, too, even though the subs are, the subs never feel like Tomorrowland to me, even though they are. Sure. But it feels like, especially like Railroad through Splash Mountain and stuff, it's like the different worlds are connecting a little bit. And you get a little peak. You like get a, a little peak. A train and the riverboat with all the yeah. chickens on it. Those don't really make sense together, but why not? That's but you cool. get a little peak and you like zoom in and out and then it feels like uh, you're getting a different... Also a big part of it, I think you're getting... Uh, uh, views of things from different vantage points, which is because we all want the walk out of uh, the walk, walk off. Yeah. Walk off is like the most desired thing is getting to see robots up close or from a different angle. So when you get to see like the kick line on splash mountain from high up, well, look at that's different. Sure. Yes. Different Those fools in the log think there's only one right. way to see this, but we outsmarted them. So the whole people mover is that yeah. going through things. And when you got to see like space mountain before you even were brave enough to ride it, well, yes. yeah. and before it was even done, I mean, this poster, I think, is pretty iconic. The one in Florida that says preview Space Mountain. Uh, the scenic, the scenic way? way aboard wow. the Webway People Mover. Jeez. And so they would use that, the seeing stuff from other angles. It was a marketing technique. Yeah, and sure. it works. It's great. If you had to synopsize the attraction... If in case people have not done it or are not super familiar, my my vague attempt would be that it's a it is a network of little trains of little futuristic cars that give you a scenic tour of Tomorrowland from an elevated vantage point from the second story that lets you see scenic views of the outside of Tomorrowland, but also weaves in and out of both stores and rides and mm-hmm. uh, probably other uh, things you could classify. Yeah, I think that's good. I think there is a word missing from that description that is overused by me on this podcast. It is a more intimate little train mm-hmm. car, essentially. You know, it can fit like your family. And that's it. And it's open. It's much more open than generally than a train car. Not much more, I guess, but it just feels like that because there's only a few people in there. And it floats you by things from a high up perspective, which is fun to be high up, as Jason knows. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, you're on a tiny, intimate little train, futuristic train car. Squeezing through little tunnels. Little tunnels. tunnels that you didn't even know could could fit anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Seeing views that other people don't get. Tomorrow's transportation today. This is the Disneyland poster. Also, I think, pretty iconic. Beautiful. The people mover. Look how much fun those people are having. These 60s uh, mod characters are having. They've not been caged in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a little more freedom, yes. Open air. You're getting a break. And it, like, this is, I like the, making the emotional arguments here because you start going like, if that, you know, that synopsis that we gave, that might not sound like a ride that we all have a lot of like feelings mm-hmm. about, but you start adding up. It's all the little things. One being like the breeze. You get a nice breeze on these things. Oh, yeah. And I'm less familiar with the Florida one, but the, I know that the elements are crazier in Florida. You get pretty crazy heat and rain, too. And with this, this is a ride that you can do and not be too affected mm-hmm. by those things. That's that's great. Yeah, the breeze. Uh, we've Many times we've said air conditioning big deal breeze also yeah. a big deal if you get a breeze on a ride outside mm-hmm. drop my phone excuse me uh i also will say this we just mentioned the height i think if this thing's on the ground 
We're not as excited about it. Who cares? Yes, absolutely. You know what? And you know what I think it's like? Something we've never talked about on the show. I don't know if I'm going to call a shot on this one, but we'll do it okay. at some point. You know that thing, the Viewliner 50s attraction, mm. early, Dis- early Disneyland attraction that was kind of next to the train, but it was a colder steel train, a future train Yeah, and, uh, where you saw less. <laughs> As far as I know, it was a shorter route, and you don't get to see the rivers and the critters and all right. that. Right. It's just a like a, a, a grounded future train that barely goes anywhere. I, Unless I'm wrong, and we look into it, and the viewliner was great, but if it was so great, why is it gone? Right, good point. I think it's it's like the... Um uh, there used to, like early an early episode. I think I said Disneyland used to be dirty with trains. There mm. were so many trains. You certainly did going. say that. Yes, uh, and that was the little one. It's similar, more of a bullet train kind of look, but similar to the one that Walt had in his backyard. I think they kind of squat sat on. Oh, okay. is that right? The viewliner. No, that's it. The viewliner was this like unfriendly kind of steel oh, okay. thing. Um, the because yeah, there's another kind of tra- yeah. His the thing in his yard was a it was an old west style, but you sat over the whole thing yeah. instead mm. of an enclosed train can i say I can i say this jason I, I i'm sorry i don't want to make you upset this early in the podcast but when i was a little kid i didn't care about the train the walt the disneyland railroad or disney oh. world rail i didn't go, care about going on the train at, oh. when i was at disney world well i wanted to go on the people mover all the time i loved the people mover well mm. i always loved the people mover more than the train sure the but disney, i'm just saying i was not a train a little train boy that's fine because the disney world train practical for getting from location to location right um uh good for like okay everything's got a long wait and it's 100 degrees outside we need to cool down somehow this train there's no way for the train a little right. more boring than the Disneyland. Well, that's true, yes. But I would say now, like, say we had a pe- functioning people mover out here. I mean, I think I'm, I go on the train if I'm with you and you want to go on it. I'm happy to do it. If, I'm, if I have my druthers, maybe every 10th, 7th trip to Disneyland is when I go, eh, go on the train. Yeah. It's not that frequent. You got a sure. little, uh, you, you got a little girl, not a little boy. I got a little. We'll see well, what we're gonna do. Out. We're gonna do the train a lot. Yeah, when yeah, we start yeah. going, she might super take to it. Yeah, uh, but my boy lo- he loved it so much. Yes, uh, uh, and I'm not. The whole thing. I can stomach a train ride if my daughter <laughs> yeah. wants to do it. Yes, yeah. and it is. <laughs> I thing guess you'll find when you go to Disneyland, it's very exciting to be at Disneyland with a, a two-year-old. But then, like, what do we do though? Huh? There are a lot, a lot of things not on uh-huh. the table, uh, and the people mover would have would have been, been perfect. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's a, it's such a bummer. I can't. I I I'm sure we'll continue bringing stuff like this up, but um, the people mover. There's an article on Mice Chat from Sam Genaway, the Disney historian we've talked about his books before. Um, and th- th- this is where, I'm sure a lot of places say this, but this is where I saw this number. The attraction could host up to 4,885 guests per hour. Yeah. Could you imagine if we still had the people mover at Disneyland? All those pieces taken off the chessboard. Oh what my it god! Would save for crowds. Would be nice. It it's would like solve. a real public transit situation yeah. that would just like, that would like lift traffic away. Hopefully, like if it would do it in a city and it would do it in Disneyland. Yeah, because the practical reality of the Disneyland people mover, as I know it, is garbage. It's trash. It's just unused tracks 
unused awnings, unused second levels, because mm-hmm. I never got to ride it. I don't have the affection for it that I do in the Florida one. You were hey, very, when we were texting, you were very cold. You were like, I would like to talk about Disney World a lot because the current one is crap. It is tracks that are rusting away, and I have nothing to say about I, it. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's also a bad habit of how I used to text at old jobs where everyone's like sneaking their phones out, doing it real fast, and keep putting it away. Why were you doing it really fast and putting it away? Uh, because... Uh, P- insane MPAA regulations. No, that, but with, no, with us. Why are you? Were you secret? No, it's a texting. Bad, it's secret? just a bad old habit I fall into when I'm trying to be clear and concise. Mm, so you weren't hiding your phone from some like man people mover, some sort of a manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Six uh, five no, Fred Gwynn. In my type. bed, I had made a little fort, a uh, research fort, and was typing on my computer. Oh my god! Ho 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 ho! You made a little research. I'm erasing everything previous to this, so we have enough room. To Everyone, talk about this. Please explain the little research I, I for mean, it. I was just had pillows on for my back and oh, Jason, my Jason, arms I hate to say, slow, slow down again. Yeah, how yeah, many yeah. pillows? Leisure, leisurely trip. Like how many pillows? Move. What type of pillows? <laughs> uh, we need it. We need pillows, bed pillows. Great. So, so uh, full three size, or four, three or four. Yeah. And you've got your arms. I've got my arms. Like, are you are you lying down or are you kind of seated I'm sitting up? up? I'm sitting up with a pillow on my back. One pillow One is pillows is for Garfield to also sleep on. Oh, that's adorable. There's a little dog there. There too. He doesn't I, even need the bed. He doesn't even just the bed is not soft enough for him. He needs a pillow. He likes to use a pillow. He puts his hat on a I pillow love that. like a man. Sometimes That's we great. share a pillow. Oh, adorable. Yeah. Okay. So he's on one of the pillows. You mm-hmm. are propped up with one of the pillows. And then what are the other pillows being used for? And I think I had my computer on one. Okay. And was uh using a Bluetooth keyboard. Okay. Wow. Um because the MacBook Air keyboard makes my hand cramp sometimes. Okay. Um, well, you need to invest. You need a Minority Report situation where you can pull up all of your your all of your screens and your websites and your Sam Genaways and then just slide them around. Basically, yeah. I, if I you mean, can I get, mean, we can get you a hands free way to. I mean, that's the way to take the research forward into the next century. Is, yeah. Did you finish what it is, or did you put you put like a blanket over the top with a flashlight? No, no, nothing, okay, all right. That part. I was more just—it was freezing out and it was pouring rain outside, I, so I was just cozy. I, this is interesting. We haven't talked about this if in year whatever this is six. What are we doing? I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I am. I will sometimes like kind of like Cleopatra style lie across the bed with the computer <laughs> and do my research like that. I don't plan out like what you're talking about. But. I don't always, but I was doing it before we recorded in a bed with my, with my cat Bunny next to me. Okay, li- so. wait, lying down like Jason or. Um, I think. No, wait, I, hold on. I was sitting upright. Okay, sitting. Well, right. Yo, sorry, sorry. I mean, yeah, like yeah, sitting, sort of. I might have been similar. Hospital it's bed, pillows, hospital yeah. bed style, Slightly, like Jason. Slight incline. Yeah, yeah. I end up on my like left side. It's a bad thing. It's my probably hurts my shoulder and like mm. my left abs, mm-hmm. whatever was left of them. Uh, <laughs> that I end up like kind of like leaning, doing stuff on the bed sometimes. That sounds very uncomfortable. You gotta, you gotta invest in a fort. The Ford is better, yes. I, I agree with that. Uh, please, listener, any artist listeners, please uh, visualize. Let us see what, what what you saw when Jason said research Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the sound of it, yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we need to see it. We, you, you love to see it. But uh, yeah, feel free to draw me like Cleopatra, though, if you want. <laughs> and draw Scott with his little cat. With my little cat. Yeah. Well, I, I should post a picture wow, of the cat. It's, see another it's reference. fun we all research in cute little ways. <laughs> <laughs> Different cute ways with animal comfort, right? And with <laughs> with cushions and the dog won't get uh, my dog. He won't get in the bed with me 
he does early in the morning and that's it. He will not come into the bed until the next morning. Mm-hmm. He refuses. I don't know why. Weird. No. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, uh, also, my note for you, Mike, would be uh, grapes. You should get grapes. And if, if you could oh, get... Oh, yeah. I, it sounds like the dog's uncooperative, so I'm this is, dog ain't uh, I'm extrapolating way too far. But if the dog could serve you the grapes. Now That'd we're, now we're full Cleopatra mode. I would love that. And watch out for asps that your uh, enemies may sick on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> bumper car boys. <laughs> the bumper car boys. Researching again. Their people mover yeah. episode's going to be way better than ours because yeah. we haven't heard of what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, let me swing it back to uh, from that to dry stats. Let's do dry stats. Would you that that number you said forty eight hundred uh, was the yeah basically forty eight hundred. Anybody know what the current Disneyland highest? You don't have to say a oh, number, oh. but if you had to guess highest capacity attraction. Uh, is it Haunted Mansion? Mansion or Pirates? Is Pirates. Pirates. Is the Pirates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any guess of the number per it's hour? longer than I did Pirate, know this at one point. Mansion. Is it 3,000 something? That's right. Yeah. 3,400. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 3,430. Not anywhere close to the people mover. Yeah. And that's right. still feels a little like slow. I mean, it's like the, the length certainly helps but then it's small world not a mansion the only two that are above three thousand are pirates and small world yeah i should have known because the boat rides are slower yeah so the yeah. people are on them longer too rides and they're important to have and well, the longer that they can be and i i think that when we did the navi river journey episode it didn't dawn on me until uh i was driving home that like oh i think the thing that we i i wish was i wish it was longer it is an average length ride yes. for like standard theme park attractions, but for boat rides, oh no, yeah, short boat. It is a short, two yeah. or three times as long. You know what? Yeah, well, Matt, my whole note was just more scenes and moods more and stuff. changes, and yeah. I think our notes go hand in hand. If yeah, there was yeah. just, but is, doesn't the whole ride does? I saw Rody. I don't know if we specifically said this, but I think I saw Rody saying that the ride was born out of we have extra space mm. in the flight of passage facility, right? So it was almost an afterthought in a way. Not it's to best, you know. Uh, that's not fair to that ride, but uh, you know, Rody implied that a little bit. Um, so, you know, if they ever built a new Pandora, which they should, given the smash success of my right. let's get it into the other parks. Let's get it into Disneyland Forward. I want hotels demolished, and I want Pandora built. <laughs> I want small businesses out of business. I want your shopkeepers. Yes, people on Harbor out of business. I want Bob Iger to rule. Harbor Boulevard and everything around it. Tony Roma's gone. gone. Dr. Stevens in. Dr. Stevens in. Yes. Look, Same video. A, good, a lot of those restaurants are the, the chain. Let's get rid of the chain. If it's a mom and pop that's doing its best. Gone. Yeah. Mom and pop. So you're saying in the same way, the little man of Disneyland golden book where they explain to little man that he lives in the place they're going to build Disneyland. And it's going to be great if you just stay here and make a deal with us. Maybe mom and pop, they just build Pandora around them. Say they have a diner. Sure. You build the Pandora around a little diner and That's let mom and great. pop still run it. Well, now we're now we're in the Pandora spirit because, right. you know, the interlopers shouldn't kick out the people who live That's there true. already. So that's, you know, in the end, 
the the land of Pandora is post war where humans and not right. are getting along. So yes, that's sh- it. Should be post war where Disney and Harbor residents are getting along. Right, but Disney has taken over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> first things first. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Pandora it'll inspire that Cold Stone to uh, be a better Cold Stone. That's true. Yeah, it'll I be don't good know for if them. Cold Stone's bad. Um, well, when we do the Harbor Hoedown, no, no, which no, I'm that's, no, that's calling the shots no. for. 2025. Oh, oh great. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let your daughter get older and then we'll deal with the harbor hoedown. Okay. Um, anyway, look, high capacity. I, I What else is like a um, important? Oh, I know. I know. Uh, um, Mike, you already said it, that the if, if it's on the ground maybe you don't care uh mm-hmm. but in the in the air you more than care that's the rule that's good yeah um it's i th- and and it's not just that it's elevated but i think so you know this attraction comes in in 67 the first time that they radically revamp tomorrowland and it was a little mm-hmm. chintzy before it was a little unfinished before and it's all these like monsanto exhibits that are half thought out and i don't know we need something to fill this room god just someone give us money and you can do whatever ad you want to in here um that now tomorrowland in 67 is actually thought out and i think at that point it gets a big leg up the other lands because you think about the other lands uh main street there's all those windows up there but you can't go up there and it's built with seven eighths scale or i don't remember the scale but it you know it's fake uh fantasy land you can't go up into the windows with the queen or whatever frontier land you can't go into the offices above the golden mm-hmm. horseshoe this is the only land with a second story yes good point. You, it just like dimensionalizes it and makes it this this full little town which they really ran with in the 94 redo right tomorrowland isn't just this hypothetical fantasy world that it is it is a an actual like bustling metro there's so much of uh, my childhood and i assume a lot of kids whether they've thought about it or not is spent uh playing video games and going to places that uh uh, have some promise but you can't actually enter like okay here let me say this better Main Street is a great example. You want to go in every store on Main Street when you're, especially when you're little. You want to believe everything is real. When you see the exterior of certain houses, or when I went to Santa's Village and put out Santa's house, I want to go in Santa's house. It's a facade. You can't go in it. Playing the, especially early video games, you want to be able to go in all the locations. You want to feel like you have a complete access to this whole world, but you do not. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much of it. So when like we didn't have Toontown in Florida, so when it was like Mickey's birthday land and you could go in Mickey's house, that idea is so attractive to a kid. And what you're saying makes sense with Tomorrowland where you got the extra dimension of it. Yeah. That you don't get in the other land. So you do feel like it's a little more real mm-hmm. than it's the a, other it's place. It's more like a city. A city isn't just one level and that's it. Yeah, sure. A city has a second level mm-hmm. at least and it finally got it. You want to feel like everything's infinite. Yeah, 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 and it really helps with that, and you really you feel the the lack of it, right? I, I think uh, um, one thing when it opens in '67 is that it is part of okay. This, the '67 Tomorrowland is People Mover, it's Adventure Through Inner Space, it's Carousel of Progress, and it's the Rocket Jets. And the Rocket Jets are put on top of this platform on the on the third story. We have a third story yes. now, yeah. so Disneyland is expanding upward, and I loved that so much that it, there is this tower that is a, a ride sandwich there yeah. are two rides on this same structure and you talk about your kinetic energy you got a ton there and now that they've let 
Tomorrowland Go to Hell and the People Mover is gone and they moved that. They changed it from Rocket Jets to Astro Orbiter, which is now on the ground. Who cares? Just mm-hmm. like you said before. Why would you yeah. not want it to be up super high? And there's that weird sculpture quote unquote that doesn't even move anymore they have taken a tower that was a ride sandwich that had two rides on it and now there are zero rides on it insane you go to disney world what do you get there how many rides you get the astro orbiter on top of the people mover it still looks great ride sandwich two two to zero yeah it's it's ins- how could you let how could you let a situation this transpire is, where it goes from two to zero? This is one of the strangest decisions. Yeah, I you know it's it's it, this is a Baxter choice. Um, do I, we know? Well, I don't look. I don't want to put this on him. I, you mean the astro orbiter thing? I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. I possibly I think so they would again to use we'll say this kinetic energy phrase yeah. again that was the idea is that the hub and being right would attract now that these jets are flying by and look the astro orbiter is great in Paris it's so he's coming off of that he's like it's cool there so it'd be cool here and then what you lose is that the, the, the crazy thing about that tower in Disneyland is they just stripped all of the rockets and the ride parts right. out of that and then just put a bunch of satellite dishes on it and painted it gold. Yeah. It used to work. It was cool when it worked for a I, year. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't do it anymore. I'm, any version of it. When I first came in 2006, mm-hmm. maybe in 2007, it would play like a, a medley. It would play music and it would rise and fall. Like it They was, were still doing it then. They okay, were doing okay. it. Yeah. I think that the whole, the tomorrow, that tomorrow, Marland redo i think that most people involved the lack of budget you know rocket rods of course not that gets working yeah, right. but i mean everything i think the whole thing there was some regret just like there was a lack of budget in general so i think there were probably people would make different decisions if they had it to I do over so. again and I, I think disney world got in there right on time their 90s redo was kind of before everything got shut down so thoroughly so they got the money and it and it shows what a like incredibly built and fleshed out world yeah it still is and yeah pretty well received aging pretty well i comparing videos like oh yeah it's a lot more of the old blues they've gotten rid of a lot of the neon purple and greens they've taken down some of the fins but it still looks pretty good yeah it's still it's still mostly coherent and looks like yeah. it, it used the, the theme that it, it used and to the, the the you know i think tomorrowland in florida at the moment gets points for having people mover uh tomorrowland in disneyland gets points for having the more pleasant space mountain certainly uh, yes. experience that's uh, true yeah uh disney, although disney world might get the bump when they get the fucking tron coaster and they have two that's, roller coasters that's pretty big coasters yeah, I, am. I don't want to tangent too much has everyone seen the video of this weird florida holiday space that mountain is incredible no, it is wild. No, it's no, no. it's it? like red and green lights playing loud Christmas music while you're on Space Mountain in Florida. And I don't know that it works, but boy, did I want to try to, to do it because it seems so strange. It is just like techno Christmas carols at 11 turned up to 11 like insane blaring lights Whoa. 
and it's so weird looking but i'm like this is i want to do this i only learned about it this year apparently they do it at the christmas parties and then the week leading the week around christmas everyone gets it like that's the exchange for the christmas parties it seems like an overlay done with absolutely no finesse whatsoever which is why i like it looks awesome (laughs) like kind of like it's it's a little stupid it's a little like very stupid i think it's like you know it's cosmic bowling just like champion uv lights and now it's uh right it's a teen experience like the star wars overlay for for the space mountain out here feels like they did their very best to figure out ways to subtly put in it's still like there's obviously it's not perfect but like they really figured out like ways to do things and make you know lasers from an x-wing look kind of like they're you know alongside your car or whatever this is nothing like that this is like ah, just blast some fucking music (laughs) wow what this is, is like music like also is it i'm trying to think what is it like tubular bells like a techno or something oh, it's man i'm steamroller oh, style. i don't know that it's that but like wow. aggressive yeah we should f- <laughs> if i'm tr- we'll find a video of it i'm not sure yeah. but it's wow. it's i'm also like blown away looking at the video of this the overlay feels like a cast member like comes up to you while you're on the ride vehicle and goes uh what color you want the lights in there and you're like uh purple and orange and they're like great all right can you give me your iphone and just like get your give it a spotify playlist whatever you want to play is fine and i'd be like all right and like that's how much care it seems like which now makes me want that version of space mountain which I guess is like the Rip Ride Rocket or whatever, but even that's, more that's personalized. Just, that's music that is not synced in, in any way. Just there is no music. sync. If it's cool but next to the ride, then it is. There should be like a vote. You collectively vote on what color you want the lights. And then just like you, you turn around and be like, anybody got any uh, Spotify playlist they like? And somebody just raise their hand and then that's what you're <laughs> listening to on Space Mountain. Okay, we're listening to the Pitbull mix. <laughs> oh my Pitbull. God. Who uh, is it? Do you have Three to Tango? Uh, his his song about a menage a trois with a music video that has John Travolta in it? Yeah, I got it. All right, great. Perfect. Okay, great. And then we'll unload at Timber. When Timber starts, it's time to Oh, man. <laughs> Pitbull needs to be on Space Mountain. That would be so good. We've all been thinking it. Yeah, I that's I, a, that's, a, that's a di- more difficult shot that you're calling, but um, maybe people space Mr. worldwide, Mr. Four of Five, right? Miami's not that far from Orlando, you no, know. No, and I don't even think that matters. <laughs> I think he's so universal. I think he's got to be. Well, that, at least that's on the issue. I think he, I think he's so universal. I oh. think that's where his oh. allegiance lies because he played a great match of. Uh, Duff Beer Pong, giant bu- Duff oh, Beer right. Pong with Jimmy Fallon in a clip that only I remember. All right. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, uh, okay. Well, we'll figure out a spot for him in Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, the, there is a major theme park IP waiting to be grabbed, and it's it's Pitbull. Oh, man. Um, do you want to go backwards and talk like where this comes from a little bit sure. like we've made the uh, we've made the emotional argument but how do you end up with this ride besides that it is the the bit the first big redo of Tomorrowland and a, a major one one that gave it the bones that kind of that it still has and that mm-hmm. um, the Disney World very much took over but it has its roots in the ride that you were mentioning earlier Jason the Ford Magic Skyway yeah um, where that is a ride that I've yeah we do have to do this one it's so weird that you would sit in a Ford car and I guess they actually this answers my I was always wondering like is the car on is no. the car in neutral but this is well the answer is th- this ride system there's a conveyor belt apparently this goes back to the 39 worlds fair in New York 
where they would give people test drives and Fords, but they had to wait in hours long lines because there's only so much track and only so many cars. Ah. And so when uh, I think John Hench went and toured like the Ford facility with Walt, they were like, oh, look at that conveyor belt with those ingots on it you know look at do you, those look pretty he- do you what's think, an ingot like a piece of metal like a metal like like a bolt it's along the lines of i think bolts and and huh. say i i'm not 100 percent sure i just <laughs> saw the phrase ingots. um but like a big hunk of metal and they're like well that can hold pretty big hunks of metal do you think it could hold a mustang <laughs> hold an entire car that's pretty cool. And then it was yeah. like, I really need to know, like, well, maybe we'll do it soon. The, you to like, it is a, you're in a 60s car that is on a car conveyor belt that is taking you to see dinosaurs. <laughs> what mm-hmm. a strange ride. Mm-hmm. I sort of wish that they had just gotten to move that ride, Lock, Stock, and, Lock, Stock, and Ingot to Disneyland. <laughs> um, because like because everything else from the what are world's fair rides again small world carousel progress uh lincoln f- lincoln right right yeah um those all show up kind of as they were at the 64 world's fair tower of the four winds garbage Gone. throw it away <laughs> did not bring it over <laughs> throw it to the wind yeah and in pieces some of that ride made it the dinosaurs made it to the train tunnel but they did not do the the full you sit in a car and see dinosaurs which i wish they did i think the reason that they didn't they were like well we'd like to do something like this something that with this ride system which was very innovative where um you're in a vehicle that does have wheels and the wheels are propelling you forward but it's not there is no the engine is not on there's no engine in your vehicle and it's and it is the track that is doing all of the work yeah and and a specifically a bunch of spaced out tires that kind of grab your tires and propel them forward and then when it needs another boost you go past another set of tires well what i read because i think that was on the table like before do you want to sponsor the people mover Walt at that point was using it as a test for a public transit system in the first version of epcot Right, And there was resistance from the Ford people of, we do not want to sponsor a ride that shows the future of transportation is not our automobiles. (laughs) And that is, yeah, that's that's, uh, electric. It doesn't involve uh, motors and engines. Yeah, yeah. But tires, well, Goodyear Tires are happy to sponsor this tire-based ride. Of course, Goodyear Tires will be the key to great public transportation. Of course, Mm -hmm. there will have to be Goodyear Tires involved. So Goodyear gets involved. I think you talk about what our parents used to call it. I I don't know that my mom did, but I think think a lot of people in the 60s and 70s would call it the Goodyear People Mover, even though it was not ever specifically wow. called that but it was heavily mm. branded enough um but yes so it, it also the idea of this right is to showcase this real idea that walt has for public transportation the uh you know he's there's this uh this this master plan that he made and this uh, this thing progress city which then is part of this attraction you see a big model of progress city mm-hmm. and his whole notion was that Cars are not part of the downtown of the city that monorails do the heavy lifting. Those take you those do like the big traversing of distances. But then going from building to building are these little people movers. Yes. Mm -hmm. And another part of it was that he I think he said 
Uh, and well, you know, I'll just temporarily call them people movers, but you guys will come up with a better term. Mm. And yeah. they, they did not ever. And this and term stuck. Now it's kind of a generic term. That like are, that's used Kleenex by other things. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because I've written people movers uh, all over the place in Vegas at the Newark airport. Yeah. I've written the one at the U.S. Capitol. There's one under the U.S. Capitol connecting buildings, but that'll come back around later. Sure, with sure. With the airport, with the George uh, Bush Intercontinental <laughs> Airport sure, sure. people mover. We can yeah. put, put a pause on that. Uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, no, there's things that are probably monorails, but that you end up calling people movers. Yeah, uh, usually it's shorthand for like, this looks like a monorail maybe, but it's automated. There's no if, conductor. It's funny if Walt had lived in like, because we've, the only way you, he, Walt ever got to make his like supervillain city that was the original Epcot was if he lived and forced probably the company into bankruptcy, destroyed everything in pursuit of like his perfect city. But it feels like there's no way that would have been like lobbied into the ground because of the fact that cars were not an important part of it. Oh, you're right. Like cars are yeah. such a strong lobby that they've decimated public transit in so many different places. Yeah. yeah. And keep it from keep things from actually being efficient. Well, they'd be underground where they couldn't be seen. The cars would well, the on problem. The, well, that's true. On the on the exterior you could drive around, yeah. I believe. Because that's well, let's call our shot. Original Walt Epcot special this year. Somebody needs to like this is me. This is me using the audience as a personal assistant, which isn't fair. But like, can somebody make a write them down? Someone out there, the yeah. They're getting called. Uh huh. We talked about that Epcot special when we did the anniversary. Yeah, we've been mm -hmm. last it's, fall. It's, it's we're like, do. okay, next year maybe the Epcot's the hour long special um, where he is like on death's door. <laughs> like that's it but and it's if you watch it there's like i swear he says something about weather controlled city <laughs> like he says something where you're like uh wait a minute what was that hmm. it's as if he said hmm. like and we have a death ray and the death ray will shoot at other cities and you're like wait hold on was like, what did he say the like there's a time, few of the a few there little drops <laughs> of, uh, despotic stuff um we have our own military for this city <laughs> and we will attack other cities american yeah. cities if we have to our we own don't sun to say the cold wars heating up but if i have my druthers you know some of the buildings can move they have legs and they will <laughs> they can get up walk to other cities and, and kick other cities buildings some, down. some skys skyscrapers can cry i'm not going to explain how but Look, they can feel feelings may have already killed god in advance of this city your new god is commerce and progress He's, god is buried under epcot center come to florida and visit god's grave <laughs> <laughs> Jason is just legit yeah, choking wow. on his Jason drink. Lost his teeth, and we're not breaking. We're gonna hear him suffer through this because of Scott's Scott's tagline. All right, maybe no, we can. All right, Jason's gonna recover on the air. He's gonna fight through it. He's gonna need a long time in the research for tonight. <laughs> Decompress for that one. Oh, glad there was cinnamon in that tea. That was great. Going oh, that's there. why. Yeah, you're getting spice Jason in the throat. That's a tough combo. Jason just swallowed a bunch of cinnamon didn't even it's get okay. to drink it took an unwanted cinnamon challenge I, yeah I put cinnamon challenge every other episode <laughs> um yeah so look yeah bizarre super city with god's grave 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's 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 an odd sound to it, but hey, at the same time, weather controlled with it, hey, with everything that's happening now. What and what do you call these crazy rains that we're getting? Right, the, oh. the scary term for the rains currently. I mean, other states are getting the it worse, dire- but like Direco or the Arctic front. Yeah, what are, or, I yeah. forget what tunnels or something. I for, what is? Oh, the, I don't know. Uh, what is this weather term? But uh, um, I don't know. Would it look hey in general climate change? Wouldn't we kill for a weather controlled city right right about now? Yeah, if yeah, the magic whatever his magic weather changing ray was that he had, yeah, well, it would who, be great. Who really is carrying out the dream, but Dubai. That's true. Well, that's where we all need to go. Is that's to true. Live in weird Dubai malls and theme parks. Well, the, we can get the free tickets to the Warner Brothers World there. We can. We were offered it. We were. Yeah, not a free trip out there, but Jeez. Uh, listeners, put this on the list. Let's follow up on this. Why <laughs> did we forget about the free tickets? All we yeah. have to do is go to Dubai. That's right. You and me with our toddlers, and Jason will climb and the building Jason with his Twitter account. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> news stories from Jackman he's posted. I want Jason to climb <laughs> that building that Tom Cruise did in Ghost Protocol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I forget what the name of the building is, but if Jason could do that reenact that scene he can have a short bungee not, sure. like, not like all the way down but we'll give you yeah. like five stories uh, oh, all right fine it's so convenient here in dubai they take your passport right when you get off the plane <laughs> they must keep it warm for you they must hold on to it it'll be here at the airport when i return mm-hmm. <laughs> to re-achieve my freedom surely <laughs> um okay where the hell were we i know okay, bizarre idea. like uh uh all right we're gonna demonstrate this public transit system, but it's also going to be a ride. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's great. It's relaxing. It's one of these great Bob Gurr mm-hmm. inventions. And, uh, of course, the system of it is cool, but I think the little touch is the coolest thing, at least about the Disneyland one. Tilted roof. It tilts oh. when it comes back into the station to let people in and out so they don't bang their head on the top really hard like Weiger did on Mickey and Friends when we went for Doughboys. Oh, you guys yeah. For that. I heard He's about got a this. Con- Cushion getting off the tram. Uh, poor Weiger, apologies. Jeez. Wouldn't have happened. Even clumsy Weiger would have been able to enter the people mover <laughs> right. without issue. <laughs> uh, so it's, you know, it, 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 it looks great. Uh, these, these little innovations and you get to go through these. T- you, you know, you're seeing the, the line of adventure through inner space, which becomes Star mm-hmm. Tours later. Um, and, and the big like midpoint thing to see on this route initially was Walt's vision of the super city, this gigantic model of progress city, uh, um, which is now, which ended up moving to Florida where it remains to this day. Correct. Yes, uh, it is there. That is a portion of the model. That's not the whole thing. It's not even the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's it. So did Disneyland have more of it or did it stay in at the the Imagineering or something? I think, um, at least at the world's fair, when you would exit, the Carousel of Progress, you would see this massive model. Wow. But okay. I don't know where it's fully ever been exhibited after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, well, at least Disneyland for a while. And it shows you this cool future city with the transit moving in and out. And it also shows you churches. It asserts that there are churches and specifically Catholic churches <laughs> really near the city center. I was looking at a website showing I didn't all notice the details that. of it. And like, oh, all right. The Catholic church oh. is represented in Walt's Supervillain City. Wow. And it was just, they're just Catholic church. There's no other. There, there may have been, there may be other types, but I think the only specified one. Interesting. I, again, I could be wrong. Mm. I don't know if it's, I don't know if they wrote out Catholic in little, 
letters. Uh, you, if you I would believe close, it. You can hear voices saying, now we actually believe that it is the body of Christ and not, uh, right. it's not, not a metaphor, <laughs> not symbolic. Well, when we go through this Epcot video, there might be a quick thing where he goes and Catholicism, which is the only sect of Christianity that's correct. <laughs> like, you're like, what are you saying? Like, he's on to the next thing and you're like... <laughs> I don't even think he was Catholic. <laughs> yeah, what well, was he? He was not. That was not, my question. My next question. I was. I think it was kind of a. I don't want to say lazy Protestantism, but a lot of them are. Like I, they, mm. that. It, yeah, I don't. I think they, it was like a generic God, generic okay. Christian. I see. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well, I'm calling we? our shot. <laughs> Figuring out what religion Walt was. What religion in twenty twenty three? Did he go to? What yeah. were his praying habits? Yeah, let's figure that out. Did his children remain in the faith? Right. There did. There is children's children. Are do you know Walt's grandchildren? And are they going to church right now? <laughs> if not, what can we do to get them back in there? Okay, he was a mem- The family was a member of a congregational church. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. It, 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 honestly, it asks more questions than it answers. <laughs> questions that need to be answered in another episode. It does sound like, because we did Walt's polo injury, so mm-hmm. what is the Walt's religion? Walt's religious Walt's gods. God. Walt's God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. He, okay, going in. Walt's God. He had a strict religious upbringing, but never attended church during his adult life, believing that the love of God was all one needed. All right. Walt That's Disney pretty convenient. Religion from the website Mickey News. Sorry, hmm. Walt Disney believed that all you needed was God's love? Huh. The man who, like, uh, invented all the ways that every corporation has revenue streams today? Mm. <laughs> a, a devoted congregationalist Christian. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about the Congregationalist Church. Mm, well, 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 we're putting the PTR microscope on Congregationalists yeah. this year. It does seem like a, ge- a generic enough term that, like, Reverend Lovejoy was a Congregationalist. Yeah, you know? well, that's another. What kind of uh, Christians were the Simpsons? It's a good I point. say were, because I don't think they're spending a lot of time at church these days. But, yeah, I was going to, yeah, do they go to church? Um, I can, you know, they probably, you know, because they, they probably need stories with Lovejoy. Right. But, and it was in the movie. Right. Um, so somewhat, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We just don't. They, they, they're not as many serious church scenes to mm-hmm. steal a Doughboy's observation. Mm-hmm. How much the early show is about them. Oh yeah, going, oh, yeah. To, going to and enjoying church. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you see a model of a city that has plenty of churches in it, um, but then that disappears. That moves over to Florida. So what do you do in the middle then? Because mostly, look, this ride isn't about. Uh, uh, cheap thrills, right? It's about no. a breeze in your face and a, a leisurely little tour through through mostly the outdoors. But when the Carousel of Progress building is built, now there's this big empty space that the track has to pass through. It used to be filled with the model, but uh, what do we fill it with now? And this is where the middle beats of the original People Mover start coming in. Uh, 1977. Jason, you were showing some of those posters, and I'm going to show one. Um, oh, wait. Well, before I say that... Um, a uh, very thoughtful present from my dad when I graduated college uh, and I'm moving into a house with my friends and he's like, you need real art. You shouldn't have crappy posters up on the wall like it's a dorm. So I'm going to get you some nice poster artwork, whatever you want it to be, and I will frame it. Very great, thoughtful present from my dad. Uh, and I said, oh, you know what it should be because it combines silly with actually cool visuals, the Disneyland attraction posters like right. you see under the under the train in, in that train tunnel. Um, 
which then made me think, well, what, how do I narrow that down? What posters of all that great artwork, mm-hmm. which ones do I want to see every day? Uh, and I chose Haunted Mansion, the, the iconic Hitchhiking Ghost poster. And I chose people mover ride the people mover through space mountain oh, yeah. and the fantastic super speed tunnel and i still have this up in my office um in this is a very exciting poster that is very minimal but also really conveys motion because there's our people mover car but now it's like being sucked into a wormhole all the way in the in the back of the frame and there are race cars whizzing yeah. by and so many lines indicating speed it's a dynamic poster i still really love it um i and then i was curious wait but well, i have this poster but then i don't know what the super speed tunnel was other than oh, oh you know it's it's a big empty room and they project stuff on the walls and now it looks like there's race cars going by and i think i just said it because it. <laughs> i think so and i looked up message boards where people were asking did anyone ever bother to film this mm-hmm. and other people said no because it wasn't good yeah. <laughs> the effects did not really work it was kind of mm-hmm. like the speeds just felt weird more than anything the projections weren't good and it did not live up to the promise of the the very exciting poster uh unfortunately but i still like the idea of it and that's like early simulator stuff right you know? yes and that i mean the, the early like i still when when they uh, doing like trying to find inner space videos it's like so hard to figure out what's going on in there those are yeah incredibly obtuse like, yeah uh, that, and understand because people didn't have uh, right. phones to film everything very clearly you had to rely on like old eight millimeter cameras or whatever and, and that's still i think thought of pretty fondly for people that yeah, went on it definitely um but this yeah this especially if, if no one had a good equipment and the thing looked like shit yeah forget it and like that's like you know what what camera do you have in the 70s that can film a movie off a wall right like that's that does not work that yeah won't work um but then so super speed tunnel doesn't make it very long so but then in 1982 mm. they switched to something much more exciting and that is and and, and they add a sign that now makes the ride uh, perhaps technically casually called people mover through the world of tron this because now this is the first tron attraction was yeah. this brief moment on the people mover yes and in the sound of it I think it like because there's video of this, yeah, and it lasted a long time. It was there till closing, because I, yeah. I remember I definitely went on this. Oh yeah, that makes sense because I think the video I watched was nine, it's like 1990. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah. So so would have been there. This was not. This was not an elaborate retheme of the People Mover, but uh, no, they already had an empty room <laughs> right. and projectors. It's something right. to interrupt the Muzak. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays for a lot. The very pleasant Muzak that plays for oh a lot of the god. rest of the ride. Oh my god! Wait, really quick, because yeah, I go, have go for of these. I, I like. I can't not. Um, wait here. The the YouTube user, if you want to look up. Okay, the Disneyland Wedway People Mover Music Collection, as posted by Steve K, where you will hear the most pleasant library of specifically early 70s, like, music library tracks. Easy listening. This stuff, but let me just recommend what I did, if you can imagine, which was crack open a nice bottle of wine, listen <laughs> to the entire, all of these library tracks. Hey, but I'm going to call that shot for you, the listener, if you want to chill out. And, uh, you know... Oh. 
Oh yeah. Make like Jason, build yourself a little fort, but don't, you don't have to do any research. Just put on this beautiful, this, this wonderful music and just, just quick hits of this. This is the, I think the first one by Tom Elliott called March. And then that right into your writing on the highway in the sky. Walt Disney's vision for a, a oh the best. This is like there this is a be, huge part of it to me is this I agree. Be. And there should be there should still be hints of that places in the park and I'm trying to think if there are. I don't I feel like the only place that there like Main Street will always have the old time music yeah. but not that type of old time music this kind of music is tough we want to match game park. era oh yeah. horns herb That's albert like style yeah oh herb albert's a perfect name she got yeah, staccato like, trumpet like oh, we want like those little hits yeah, yeah it's not it's, big it's, blaring it's trumpets Bacharach, it's yes. carpenters yes. who i don't know how much i've expressed my love of the carpenters on this podcast <laughs> love the carpenters so much they filmed a really pleasant music video in disneyland in the 70s which is a rare mm-hmm. thing to do to film something that isn't a disney right. ad there I, and richard in, carpenter played in main street also mm-hmm. like in wow. that coke corner kind of area so i think like this music is very carpenters they're synonymous mm-hmm. with like the good sides of 70s Disney-esque Americana. Just this vibe is, is so great to me. Because the Carpenters came up, something very much like up our alley, Jane and I got really into watching the Carpenters variety show, oh. the TV show, oh, uh, which is alphabet themed, like <laughs> A through Z. So they would have to come up with intros to segments with the it, it's what it is wild what and is an just, example of that i don't i well obviously they're songs like they would use you know song title but yeah. then like other just like moments for like xylophone it's just a light comedy patter it's very strange it's <laughs> they're like, really like what could you possibly do besides xylophone you got no other options yeah. you're doing a music special that that's, sounds, that's what you're using. That sounds good. Is that a shot? Are you calling that? I don't. I don't know. I. <laughs> uh, I you don't got to twist my arm to do some carpenters. Do you guys know the carpenters space song? We must have talked about it. at least. I don't casually. know actually. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. I don't. They made a song about aliens and how like wow. the al- aliens are uh, okay. uh, beautiful and reaching out to us for uh, peace and harmony. <laughs> I, it's like truly like a jaw dropping wow. piece of music that you think maybe you're putting on as kitchen to laugh at it, and by the end you are. Really? Uh, weeping like it's Avatar Way of Water. Oh, my God. <laughs> interspecies harmony. Love the Carpenters. Glad I got a chance to say it. That's yeah. great. Scott, <laughs> um, that, that YouTube channel you mentioned with the uh, some, uh, People Mover audio also has tons of inner space stuff. Oh. Uh, like stems. Like stems and oh, elements. the music for that, right? I think that and like the People Mover, there's a bunch of other videos and it says Tomorrowland 2055 stuff. So, wow. Tomorrow I don't know. Worth looking into. Uh, um, I just, is there, can you think of a place that has anywhere with that seven that 70s vibe that's left in any of the parks with that just music wise? Do any uh, monorails play anything like that? I don't think so. I hope mm. somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like that's a little piece of retro that should live somewhere. Some yeah. of the, the mute, the Tomorrowland music loop that I love so much uh, that you can hear in the people mover in Florida has elements of those songs, but a lot of it's more techno. Yeah. It's more like eighties and beeps and boops. And I like all that stuff, but there's that breezy seventies horn that's missing. 
yeah, from the parks. Yeah, something I don't like about some of the more recent Florida music is it just feels current to me. So yeah. it doesn't have like the magic as much of this like vid that just places it Tomor- in an era. In Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland or Epcot are really the only spots that it would still be appropriate, I guess. Probably. Yeah. So I guess, it would, yeah, it would have to just be somewhere in there. Oh. But yeah, no, that's that's vibe is missing from the park. Preserve the easy listening. We need it somewhere. At least just somewhere. somewhere. Some little Carnation Gardens type corner. If there's anywhere that still exists yeah. like that, uh, please. Love this music. Anyway, that was all a sidetrack from the Tron thing. Another th- something I like uh, equally as much as the mm-hmm. Carpenters. Uh, so this is, I mean, this aesthetically boy early uh, people mover I love. But I... I'm glad you brought up the music because what I'm going to play is the interruption of the music with a very jarring, so a quite different aggressive vibe. Aggressive voice recorded yeah. yes. in popular culture. <laughs> uh, just a sightseeing. Uh, so, uh, too much of it, but hey, it's okay. who, yeah, who's complaining? Hey, yeah. Warning, you have invaded the electronic realm of the master computer program. <laughs> Prepare for the game grid of Tron. Then just weird, whistly nothing. Um, Very strange, very like extreme right turn in the vibe. And another thing about that is the master computer program is not what the thing in Tron is called. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. What is? is the master control program. I know this only because I made a sketch about mm-hmm. Tron, the 1982 Tron holiday special, mm-hmm. which combines all these vibes that I like. The great Rip um, Taylor. And, and uh, uh, Aaron, my wife, is in this video, and she was like, oh, I remember that because I kept saying the wrong thing, and you had to correct me. No, no, no. It is. I think she was saying master control... Wait, what else would what would the P be? I don't remember. She got the other word wrong. Uh, uh, huh. Master control panel, maybe. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> the iconic character master control program, who's the kind of like squat tunnel of light with a face, right? <laughs> yeah, technically the villain of Tron, sort of like the Zo- the pre Zordon of Power Ranger. Like oh, almost. It's so Zordon. Yeah. The voice is very Zordon yes. in a big tube. Uh-huh. Yes, same deal. Um, I want to say I consider myself in the like higher rankings of Tron fans and yet I didn't know that what that character was called and for a long time even well past me considering myself a Tron fan I didn't know if Tron was a character or a place <laughs> or a thing uh-huh. I truly did not know even saying through the world of Tron I'm like so Tron must be where you go in the movie no, no right? Tron is a guy played by Bruce Boxleitner <laughs> but again I don't think that's what it's about with Tron I think Tron is all vibe Tron is aesthetic yeah yeah which so is Tron is a way of life it's a feeling it's not a movie it's like a it's a lifestyle a it's life- a word it's yeah a, it's a lifestyle no. it's got motion that's what tron tron's bigger than the two movies that are okay that are just okay i don't really care for the i know tron is not about the movies are you kidding? right right <laughs> that's certainly what people are hoping uh what disney is hoping for the ride like don't worry about the movies ride the roller coaster and they, it's yes. true yeah it's yeah, true yeah. that's gonna be the most popular it's, tron thing it's honestly perfect you do not even have to ask like why would they make a ride out of these movies that are okay no you're you are you're overthinking yeah yeah it's I, neon lights and stuff it's great i think the cartoon series has more passionate fans 
than the movies. <gasps> oh, Maybe. yeah, that's supposed to be cool, it's right? It's got a really interesting look to it, and yeah. it came out around the time of Tron Legacy. Yeah, I should check it out. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, and then, he li- then, like, all you do is you go through a big tunnel that projects just footage from the movie Tron, which is great. It's like this, the whole, the trippy mm-hmm. sequence when you enter the computer world and then the, uh, the light cycle, the original light cycle sequence, which is so great. And then, like, right at the end... Clang, clang. You have escaped Tron's game grid for now, users. But take heed. Next time you may not fare so well. <laughs> anyway, forget I mean, about all that. Forget that noise. Transition. It's also it's also funny because he he doesn't say like a play. He doesn't call them like players. He calls them users. Users, which is funny because I understand what he means, but it just sounds like he's accusing them of being like use like you're using me or something. Like oh yeah yeah. It's not. It, I don't know. It just it strikes me as funny, but maybe that's just me. Very strange. It all it all made me think like. First of all, you know what? You know why this is important? And I bet Tron like locked into me because of this and my love of this kind of aesthetic and neon. I mean, I know loving kind of like retro future 80s aesthetics comes from going to Tomorrowland as a kid. But like this must have been a big one where like that tunnel was kind of scary, right? Uh-huh. I'm three years old. That's not like going on, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Toad or Small World, right? Like, like being in this mm. big, spacious, gray tunnel with these kind of like imposing digital effects and a scary voice. It definitely, it was like maybe my first entry into a scary Disney vibe. Oh yeah, one which the listeners know I've had trouble onboarding with the whole length of doing the podcast with my launches and my Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think it's maybe cool. Like it is a it is a Disney. It's a ride that is scary that little kids could go on and get get that little blast of Tron. Right, yeah. it's only a little small part of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a nice. Yeah, you get you're you get a, you see a light at the end of the tunnel. You're gonna be out of there pretty quick. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, if yeah. you yeah if, if you could ease kids into the scare because mm-hmm. most of the rides that are scary, like all the dark rides, which are scary for a little kid, a little scaredy kid. That's true. I don't think I said on the show we did try. I forgot that. Mr. Toad has I I just listed it as a pleasant attraction, but I did take my two year old on it Uh-oh. and forgot. Oh right, train comes at you, dark hell loud. Oh, he was so upset. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was even it was a last minute flip. Do I do Alice or do I do mm. Toad? And mm. boy, did I fuck up. That was the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you'd probably be scared of Alice too. Um, maybe, but I don't it's think so. you but know, it's less scary. I think the turn I like. And I was on a I was on a different vehicle than uh, him and and mom and uh, and I was behind them and I was like oh oh wait train oh this is probably scaring the shit out of him well I hope he is not red in the face and weeping when we get off this thing sure enough oh god oh god oh god oh god oh, no yeah, yeah yeah I was much older I feel, I feel like I was five and I hated every dark ride. <laughs> Except for Peter Pan, because I think it's just because of the distance. Mm. It felt like I, there was enough room space between me and the characters. Oh, sure. Okay, okay. Because I love that. I opened my eyes on that. And I want to go on again, but it's too long, so we didn't go So you see, at the time, you did not want intimacy. I did not. Intimacy, Fear. I feared it. A fear of intimacy. <laughs> so now I've tried to embrace it in my old age. <laughs> 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 so that's I'm, that's what I'm working Beautiful. on myself. The shot you've slowly called. That's right. Um, 
anyway, I, you know, like there's there's not much else specific to say about about the Disneyland one because then you're just you know then you get this leisurely tour through the like through the outdoor part through the Autopia part which which is so uh, so pleasant. Um, what else is there to say about it? Uh, um, well, I, they the I think we've said this before, but apparently the reason is so, so this eventually was replaced by a ride called the Rocket Rods. If you don't know, it was a fast version of the People Mover because it was on the same track. Uh, it broke down a lot. Yeah, it was uh, one of the most, I guess, one of the most prominent disasters. I think, as yes. far as like a big hyped new thing that pretty quickly went away. And if you haven't guessed yet, that's its own episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's not this episode. We will deal with that as as its own um, thing. But what I oh, so were you heading somewhere? Well, I was, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, if you're one, so yeah, we've made mention that these tracks are still a lot of them are still up. So you go like, yeah. why is there a track here? Nothing is running on it. Especially um, right down the middle yes. of, of as you're entering Tomorrowland from the hub, from mm-hmm. the castle area. You were like, it's 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 covering you. Like it, it's it's so present that first big people right. mover track. Um, and so people, I think, have often said, "Well, why don't you just put the old people mover back up?" And I guess the track has decayed so much at this point that it, they would have to like completely redo all of it. And what's the stand? What's the uh, OSHA? OSHA. Like thank you. The safety regu- regulations now are such that. You couldn't fit the cars in the tunnels because people could touch the walls too easily. Right. So now you can't do a new version of it because it would be against the rules. Like stuff that gets grandfathered in is okay, which is really funny. Yes, if they left it running all these years, it would have been fine. Right, which doesn't make sense, but I guess that's the way it works. So, yeah, there's stuff at Disneyland that I think, yes, is grandfathered in as far as like ride code or whatever it falls under building code but because of this dumb reset they did because right. we talked about it a little bit um there was the there was a rumor that this year a big d23 mm, of course and parks announcement would be the people movers coming back and even and just something with tomorrowland obviously we we need we want and need something to happen there and they're even teasing a daddy tomorrow is teasing us by making this speech where he keeps saying tomorrow i know it's this awful like we're, we're being strung along i know and then nothing is said of course there's no people moving i'm seeing bloggers so confident about why i saw a guy in a hard hat walking around over there we must be getting a new people mover well that was the before the pandemic that was like you know what d23 tomorrow here's what i think we saw Joe Rody up on the People Mover track the other Multiple day. Multiple people telling us we saw Joe Rody walking around the People Mover track for a couple of hours. To be mm-hmm. fair, he probably was working on a Tomorrowland redo that just didn't get green lit. But still, it's just it's uh, how many Lucy and footballs do we need? <sighs> and I now I'll call my shot podcast the ride episode fixing Tomorrowland. Yeah, that's a big that's one. That's coming. Is a good. We will fix one. it in the hypothetical Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland, Tomorrowland. yeah, Tomorrowland yes. is, in, or I'm sorry, in Disney World, I yeah, we're still in, we're still in pretty good shape, but we've, you know, obviously this comes up. There is some Tomorrowland complaints, uh, maybe every other episode. I yes. don't know. I don't know how often, but we've never completely focused on it. And there's a lot of Tomorrowland things that we have missed. And in, in terms of a broader call of shot, I think 2023 is the year to deal with Tomorrowland. Exactly yeah. what you said, Mike. Um, we will over the course it. of that. Also, how did we get here? What is the stuff that happened? Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, wh- where are the Tomorrowlands that did it right? And what can we learn from those lessons? 
What were the Tomorrowlands that never were? Um, That's and, great. And yeah. certainly this bizarre thing, the rocket rods that ripped the guts of this pleasant ride out of Disneyland. The, the only thing I want to say about the rocket rods is that the 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 sound of the people mover a very pleasant aspect and and then still mm. in the Disney World one, um, it's just this like I mean it's silent mostly but also if you're on it there's just this kind of like nice clunk clunk you get yeah. those as you're like going past the little you know the what's giving you speed um, and that's so much part of the pleasantness it's little clunk clunks and it's this music that is so great the rocket rods was like a ride based on leaf blowers <laughs> <laughs> leaf blowers the ride yeah. could not have been more just like off like it was like a, a foghorn played through uh, amps that were <laughs> turned up mm-hmm. to the point of distortion horrible sounding ride that then would like speed up and then have to stop and just crawl past the turn because they couldn't afford to bank the turns we will get into all this we'll deal with because I did will. do the rocket rods and I have rocket rods thoughts oh you did I did do oh, it. I did get to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, um, it's uh, it. It was interesting. I remember, it, like it had a real. It had a vibe to it, and and uh, I don't. My, my thoughts might surprise you on it when we get to it. But let me, you know, as we're winding this one down. Pause on that. We'll explain. Um, this is a quote from Theme Park Tourist. They did mm-hmm. a good article about people. The People Mover. Uh, in some ways, the People Mover proves that not every starring attraction has to be a thrilling e-ticket. Perhaps the most appropriate lesson. And to learn from the case of the people mover is one of the oldest adages in the book. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Absolutely. Look at the mistake they made. Basically, here's what I'm getting at. In the 90s, there was a juncture point for all the Tomorrowlands. Mm -hmm. And there's this question of like, well, but but tomorrow is here. How do we keep Tomorrowland fresh forever? And Disney World went one path and Disneyland went another. The Disney World path, the people mover is still there. Everyone is smiling as they get off it. Uh, new elements have been added to it that are a lot of fun. The people mover is like a key part of the story of 90s Tomorrowland. Yeah. In Disneyland, they uh, added leaf blowers the ride. It broke after a year and now we have rusting tracks and have for by oh, that, this is why it's the year of Tomorrowland. Uh, this year, 20 five years since that redo since tomorrowland 98 uh it has been this bizarre way for 25 years oh my god i don't want to go another 25 <laughs> something has to be done the ptr boys are going to put their heads together if, and fix it if they yes if we have to bring a hammer and nails to tomorrowland and just start working ourselves <laughs> we will the ingots ourselves we will do it we'll fully do it. map out what the ride is and the three of us will build it <laughs> by hand with we'll drag bob Gurr down there with us he'll he'll shout directions at us and we'll do it uh, tomorrowland 94 and tomorrowland 98 it is literally the two-faced coin one is the nice head and the one is carved out scratched out and they i bet they thought they were doing because 90 really florida got lucky because the imagineers were like well let's do something fun for for here and for disneyland yeah so they kind of got lucky i think i think you know i think the ultimate and we'll probably we should try to learn what should have been with that 98 redo uh and there were a number of plans for that but i think even the one we got i think i think tony had a good idea for it and it just did well yeah budget cuts and corporate greed you see and i'll call another shot we're gonna get michael eisner this year and he'll tell us (laughs) what he was thinking oh this is a perfect tie to get in when we're talking about the the folly that's often prescribed to michael eisner and paul pressler Mm -hmm. looking for getting him on the show 
expensive rides, and that was a big impetus for closing. He would love over. to talk about this with us. The I episode think. will mostly be about Bazooka Joe, which he owns, but it will have a Tomorrowland section. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna learn. We're gonna find out what we're gonna hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Wait, so not the horse's mouth from the very handsome man's mouth for the the mouth that is aging so well. Please come on the show, please, Michael. sir. We need you. Uh, uh, anyway, well, is this... The, now, you're probably looking at the time code and thinking, <laughs> what the hell? This isn't the podcast, The Ride, <laughs> that I know. It's over. No, no, no. You see, we are t- we're making a, a bank down a whole other tunnel mm. that you didn't know about. We had a feeling this was not going to be... We had There's going to be a lot of people mover to go. So at this point, there is a split. Much as there were, was with the different types of Tomorrowlands, we now split off here and over on the second gate we are going to deep dive into the ins and outs of uh the the florida version which jason is chomping at the bit i it's one of my favorites the tomorrowland transit authority i was fully prepared coming in today of like all right scott knows a lot more about california i'm sure he's written it a bunch i don't know anything about it i just know the history but I know the Florida one in and out. And then I learned there are a lot more things I didn't know about Florida. Boy, oh boy. In the texts about it, there was the there was the brief mention of like, well, maybe we do this one and then we do a shorter one. And then Jason like, well, no, that one's going to be longer. It's going to be much. If you guys, you guys need to be okay with sitting around for a while because this is going to take a while. Do we even want to do like a lighter, sillier episode? Because this is going to be an intense one to do. This is what Jason is promising. On the second gate. I, I thought it was very constructive conversation. I thought it was very collaborative conversation. I mean, Mike at the time was holding like a fire extinguisher in one hand and a baby in another. So he was kind of out for it. But um, I was, uh, yeah, it was a busy morning for me. Yeah. I remember checking in on the thing and I had the baby in the hands and I'm like, what is going on here? And there's like, I was like, all right, I will respond to that. But I have a lot of texts. Uh, the baby has been PTR very thread. upset lately. The baby has. Uh, you know. And sorry, well, also, did somebody burn a roast in the house? Did I miss something? Uh, <laughs> did you have to, was somebody's boss coming over for dinner and you had to put it out with a fire extinguisher quickly? Well, not figuratively, not literally. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we, we, we got there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. We know the plan. So we veer off at this point, but a lot of promises made. We're going to solve Tomorrowland. And part of that is going to be discussing how did people move her Florida do it better? How'd they mm-hmm. do it right? And why is it a stop? that remains there to this day so look for the episode tomorrowland transit authority a different thing and by the way let me in, in this discussion this was my thought i did text I was yes. tomorrowland transit authority be its own thing that's what i found odd is that i said that and the answer was not yes the answer was many more questions and concerns well i think that answers your question yourself <laughs> i because i remember i i was i remember going insane trying to cram in um, uh, monorail like florida and mm-hmm. Anaheim monorail yeah this is a specter that comes every once in a while so one of you guys while. says well remember how stressed out we were trying to do all the monorails in one episode mm-hmm. uh so and I, I, I know i see it comes up in therapy uh, every four months you think i don't deal with this <laughs> what we did to those poor monorails flashback well <laughs> stuff often comes back around you never know when things are gonna bubble back up and mm-hmm. it's best to address them and not let them lie Absolutely. Well, and it's and clearly it is best to uh, split topics into as many subtopics mm-hmm. as possible. That's what the show is all that about. Is the, it is really That's what the we PTR have way. learned. The show 
is about. Mm-hmm. And with that, you survived the first main feed podcast, The Ride mm-hmm. of 2023. A lot of promises made, uh, a lot of fun stuff to do. Uh, so to check out Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and as well as three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate, uh, at patreon.com slash podcast the ride, where you'll also find Club 3, the upgrade, where you get one more bonus episode and the main feed ad-free, all that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Um, it's going to be a fun year. I think we, mm-hmm. we're, we're in tomorrow. We've arrived in tomorrow, and we hope it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. I agree with that. Yep. And um, more, we'll, we'll do some more content about Hacks! Hacks! Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.